0: Hello, and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I'm your host, Shyway. And in case you guys didn't already know, we have massive news in the world of competitive Halo. Just last week, 343 announced that the final official competitive Halo 5 event would be DreamHack Atlanta. If you haven't booked your flight ticket, you better book it now. And with everything going on, there's so much to talk about. So I figured, let's grab a knowledgeable guy and bring him on stream. Let's bring Nighty Night onto the show. Hey, Alex, what's going on? Not much, dude. In case you guys didn't already notice, not only do we have the same first name, we have the same haircut, we got the same beard game going on too. We're twinning all day today, man. How's it going? <laughs> hey, I had it first though. Don't remember, don't forget that. You did. You had it first. I remember you. You've had it, you've had it forever, man. You've been in Halo for such a long time before I, you know, before I was even thinking about Halo. Uh, and let's talk yeah. about that, because I know you're a big Halo fan. You've been part of the scene forever. You've you've been a competitor and a caster. Where did it all begin? How did you get into Halo?
1: Well, uh, I think it was just like any other uh, young player. I love video games. I got an Xbox when it was released uh, Christmas Day. I got to play Halo 1 for the first time. Fell in fair. love with it. Did not put <laughs> down uh and then it would just went from there i got i got land started with all my buddies after school we would just head directly to my house all of us it would be like you started the lands nice yeah i did it was like 16 dudes like we would have all our xbox (laughs) it's like hey you grab your tv you grab yours you grab your xbox meet at my place and then i don't know why mom was cool with it (laughs) wow (laughs) We had an awesome time, Um, and then, you know, that escalated after Halo 2. I got super serious with better competition. Um, I was always competing at,
0: like, locals and stuff, but, uh, yeah, it just never stopped. Man, I feel like lands will never be the same again. I don't know. Something about the classic land setup. And when everybody has their own TV, like every team has their own TV and you get no screen peeking, it's so satisfying. Like some of my best childhood memories are playing lands in Halo 2. So I completely relate with you there. Um, so you started as a competitor, though. So you, you've been to a, a few tournaments as well. And, and at some point, I believe you teamed with Ninja. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. And few is possibly an understatement i've been to well over a
1: Oh my god like I would say about 30 no mm-hmm. i'd say about 40 major lands um and then you know with locals mixed in there um but yeah i did team with ninja i uh, i met him in 2009 when i was mm-hmm. <clears throat> actually competing against him in halo 3 and nice. uh, i first heard about him you know through the game battle circuit playing 1v1s he was like a 1v1 master he he never lost 1v1s. It was him and a little small group of people. And uh, and he played in the Dr. Pepper, uh, I believe, championship on main stage against Mac, his teammate. And he Damn. lost by, like, one kill because Mac just clutched it with Snipe. Um, but, yeah, it, I, I just knew that he was very talented, and I needed to get him on my team. So um, my buddy Luxide, who'd been trying to team with me forever, he said, hey, let's put a team together for Halo Reach when Halo Reach drops. Um, we're going to get a, a head start on this thing. We're going to practice as hard as we can for this new game. And we're going to try to go pro because there was a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And so sure enough, there was a combine uh, at the same event where Halo 3 was starting to dwindle down. And um, so it was just all, mainly all amateurs. And uh, and we placed, we placed fifth, unfortunately. We were like w- one of the top teams going into it. People had predicted us to win the event. But um, when it came down to it, we just weren't able to. Um, we actually played against Adrenaline and Amish Acorns team. And if anybody watched okay. Amish Acorns at that event, he actually won the free for all, and he was just a freak right out of the gate at that game. So it, yeah. he was. It was hard to play against. But uh, yeah, it, when I practiced with Ninja, like I knew right away that he had the 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 right mentality. He was he was fun to be around. Uh, yeah. He took the losses really, really hard, and mm. uh, some people, you you know, say that that was probably one of his weakest, um, you know, things to his game. But like, I, I have to disagree. I think that's one of his strongest things: is that he he wants to improve so badly. He is he's looking at every little detail. He's a perfectionist. He's always getting the team to get on. He always wants to practice. He's got tons of drive, and he's never stopped. Like, from
0: the day yeah. I met him till now, yeah, man. The grind is so real. I mean, look at, it, it's paid off. And I keep saying this. I'm gonna probably keep talking about this. But if you're a gamer and you make it on the Ellen show, like it's over, man. It's like you you made it. That's that's the ultimate dream right there to stand up beside like one of the most popular individuals in the entire world. so he's he's been grinding so hard. But it's amazing that you know you were part of that journey though, too. You've been uh, you know heavily into competing. Like you said, you jumped on reach nice and early. In Halo 4, you actually won an event in Halo Four. Is that true? The I think it was like uh, iron. I I
1: won I won lower tier, I never won a major. Oh, okay, I, okay. I, nothing yeah, major. Yeah, I won locals, lots of locals, yeah. uh, tons of locals. But uh, yeah, never a major. I was the best placing at a major was top 20. So I was always pretty yeah. much considered an amateur. Um, uh, you know, I'd have high placings at the combines, but you know, never, whenever it came against uh, you know, top teams or playing against the pros at events, I usually had last minute teams. I never really had uh, a team that could quite compete, but uh, yeah, for the locals, um, yeah, I won Halo 2, uh, a throwback. I won a H2A when H2A just dropped. Um, nice. not Halo, 4, not Halo 4 though. I the highest placing I got was at AGL 9. Um, I mm. played against which was Gabriel, Goofy, in um, nice. the dog, and uh, Proverb. And we actually, we took them to a game five, but then there was like this big issue with settings and we had to replay the game five that we won like 50 Somebody's to Somebody's
0: controller games. disconnect?
1: <laughs> you no, know, it, it was like the settings were I'm set kidding. for like 2v2. And, yeah. and so this, the... Oh. Yeah, um, unfortunately, it wasn't a Spartan disconnect. That would have been a much better yeah, because we've taken the a <laughs> <joke>. <laughs> Yeah, It's still, it's still a sore spot for sure because we would have gone oh, and made money. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we got fourth in that event, and, and that was a fun one. I was actually with Rob the Turtle for that one.
0: Nice, nice. So a lot of players who, who are either like massive successes now in competitive Halo or still like on the come up, still amazing players. Is competing something that still interests you today, or would you say it's all history now at this point? Oh, man, as a
1: true competitor, I don't think it ever it's goes away. Question. I think yeah. I think everybody can uh, I've, I've, I've spoken to so many talent uh, throughout uh, the three years that I've been casting. And yeah, what I've noticed is that a lot of them feel that way still that they that they love the competition. And that's what keeps them casting. You know, that that's what helps yeah. to cast. You know, I, w- I would say some of the best casters are the people that thrive to get back into the arena.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They just love it so much and and you know, they want to be a part of it as much as possible as long as possible. You know, you still have especially in the fighting game community, you still have competitive gamers who are like 36, like 40 years old who're still going, making it work. FPS, maybe a different story, very hard area to compete. But you did, you transitioned to casting. How did you get into casting? When did that happen?
1: Well, um a good buddy of mine Proverb, he um during the AGL days was working with AGL Brad and AGL Brad was m- making AGL happen on the production side all by himself. And uh, so Proverb was w- learning from him and he was also learning from his younger brother, uh, Proverb. Uh, his name was Proverb as well, but um, they, they started to make things happen. They were trying to, you know, acquire sponsorships and, and make tournaments happen. And uh, along the way they wanted to grab me up to, you know, to have me on camera and to be a color commentator for some online tournaments. And I kind of got the, you know, I kind of got the bug, I, I guess you say. <laughs> like, I felt, yeah, I just, I just felt it. I felt like I kind of belonged there. And, and they saw that too. They were like, oh man, he's kind of like a natural on the, on the camera. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll try this out. And uh, I, I just never stopped.
0: <laughs> yeah. Was it voluntary the first one?
1: Uh, well, not really. Out? They they kind of pushed me out there. They were like, "Hey, man, really? we really need
0: you go do this." And I was lucky uh, you, because I I was yeah. I was gonna say like uh, for the viewers watching, you want to get into casting. I feel like it's a tough gig. The biggest thing is you you got to just throw yourself at it, even if it's voluntary. Like put yourself into those opportunities as much as possible. But looks like you totally. just had the connections from go too. <laughs> no, yeah. that's a big part too. It's it's you know it's who
1: knows yeah. you, not who you yeah. know. So you really need to. Spread yourself out. You need to talk to as many people as possible. You need to see where the opportunities are and you need to not ever pass up any opportunity to make yourself better, to really hone your craft. I mean, it's like anything else, really. You can compare it to anything. Just practice, practice, practice
0: yeah, it's so true. And I think even if you're like a competitive gamer now and casting isn't something that you're even thinking about, just the fact that like if you're you find yourself constantly talking about the games that you love to compete in, you know what I mean, and continuing to build that skill set of communication, and then you might be able to directly apply it in the future. So I think it's such a great way to stay connected with the things that you love. Um, and now you're still casting. And I know recently you casted for UGC in the 2v2. We just saw some of that, the finals of that. That's so sick to watch, by the way. I love watching 2v2 gameplay for Halo 5. But you're Me not too. just doing that. You're involved in in Team Beyond as well. And you're casting Black Ops 4? So so what's going on right there? Uh, are you still in the casting grind? How do you practice your craft?
1: Yeah, I've, I haven't been working this much since I started. I've I've started to really gain nice. more momentum as far as shows I've been working. And um I would say that practice is more off screen. I would say, you know, getting the shows is important, but um, off screen, it's all about preparation. You want to know as much Mm -hmm. information as possible going in. You want to be over prepared. You will be to the point where you have so much information. You can't even get it out, out in one broadcast. Um, So that's big. And then the other thing is going back and watching your, your show, um, listening to your voice, uh, you know, seeing how you react to certain scenarios and seeing what you can do to improve. And that is honestly, for me, the hardest part because I don't, you know, most people I hear from, they're like, oh, I can't, I can't listen to my own voice. And that's kind of true for me, too. I don't like listening to yeah. myself. So it's really tough to do that. That's very important. That's one of those things that you just cannot skip or, or you're yeah. really cheating yourself.
0: Yeah, as somebody who's very focused on on public speaking, you have to. You have to listen to your it's the same as, as studying gameplay, right? Like you you've got to rewatch your matches and study it and pick up what you've learned. Right. So so casting Black Ops Four though, you just came off of a Black Ops Four event. Is that correct? How's that going?
1: Yeah, Team Beyond uh, picked me up for that. The 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 new Call of Duty. Black Ops 4 and so far I've just been loving the game so that really helps. I'm yeah, absolutely good. passionate about this game. I've been playing Blackout, I've been playing zombies, I've been playing oh everything God. and anything. I've been really learning taking the game. Over. I know, I've been going to YouTube, I've been checking out old Black Ops 2 events just to kind of, you know, see, you know, how it was all done back in the day and and I just I feel like Black Ops 4 just kind of took off right where Black Ops 2 was it, it like i just enjoyed the hell out of black ops 2 and now this is pretty much the same game for me um yeah t- i did some halo 5 tournaments for um uh, for team beyond where i did some free-for-all and some 2v2s but last night was my first call of duty one and i did it with onset nice. and uh yeah, he's,
0: he's brilliant so it was a lot yeah. of fun man's a wizard on the comms do you find that like Transitioning between Halo and Black Ops, do the skills that you gain from Halo directly contribute to your Black Ops, like understanding your ability to cast Black Ops? Is it similar? I feel like the game would flow very quickly, right? Because especially with time to kill, things like that.
1: Yeah. The time to kill makes it so that you have to speak very fastly, very fast. You cannot say anything like for more than I'd say five or 10 seconds. Like if you're going on a big rant, (laughs) it's got to be a big stalemate in like a search and destroy.
0: Yeah, but but I think Halo's your one true love, right? In the end of the day. Um, I know oh, yeah. that we're getting to the end of HCS. Do you still want to join the HCS talent roster? Because that's, that's an amazing, like I want to get on that. I know I, I want Wonderboy on there too. The three of us actually casted together at EGLX and we all, you know, we'd love to be a bigger part of that. So what are you thinking? Are you still on the grind for HCS?
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure that eventually it'll grow big enough to to fit us in those slots eventually. You know, some of the bigger names are, Starting to maybe outgrow uh, Halo and possibly Ooh. going up bigger and better things, and and that's that, kind of that, the natural progression of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would love to. i you know I was at pretty much pretty much all the HCS events in 2016. Um, you know I, I casted UGC HCS in 2017. So I've I've been pretty much looking. That's been my goal is to make sure that I'm I'm one of the you know, of officials on the Halo desk making sure that I can analyze it. Um, and, th- and that really helps me to up my game because when you get called upon like that, it, it, it yeah. says to you, hey, you need to make sure that you are tip top. You are yeah. you're training harder. You're going in and you're making sure you study everything that you have everything ready. And uh, and that's fun.
0: Challenging yourself is always a good thing. Agreed yeah man i respect the grind i hope that both of us are there i hope i see you there man that sounds that would be awesome that'd be a dream so we got a lot of, a lot of uh you know there, there'll there be more room i think if halo infinite is as big as we all hope it is then i think there'll be a lot of room on that table um, oh, yeah. but let's talk a little bit about the state of halo now let's get into the, the nitty-gritty uh, first, with your background in MCC, because right now Halo is in an interesting position with 343's recent work building up MCC. Halo Five is finishing its competitive season, which we'll talk about. The remaining community has kind of been split up in a little pockets at this point across all the titles. And I know you've been playing a lot of MCC. You've been following its progress since the launch in September. I haven't played much MCC at all, unfortunately. So I was wondering, how has your experience with the game been? Are you enjoying it so far? Do you feel like in 2018, is it still fresh playing these classic Halo titles? Well, obviously
1: I was one of the guys that was very let down. Um, and I tried sticking with it. I wanted to stick with it. I wanted to be with MCC for a long time. I wanted to get on many days, but, uh, it, it just made it so difficult because I wanted to play with my older friends who loved Halo and they would get on and, you know, I would plan it out because they're busy at work and I would say, Hey, be on this day. And they're like, well, I've only got three hours to play. And I'm like, Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, they would get on and it would take literally all of those three hours just for us to get into the same party. And it's like, I mean, that happened forever. And Mm. so that really was a letdown. But then fast forward to now and finally they fixed a lot of those issues and I can finally get into a party with my buddies. We can immediately get into a game because the population is there. And we have a blast. Um, I, I had some of the best time on Halo that I've ever had playing the Insider because they just had one playlist every week um, testing right. it out. And so everybody was in there. The population was massive. And we That's were just... That's the thing. That's why
0: everybody loves... Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. But I was just thinking that's why yeah. betas are so amazing in games too. Because in betas, like they just have like two or three playlists, and everybody's funneled into the same location. And because the action is just so funneled like that, you're you, you get exactly what you want. You get in, you get out. You know what I mean? It's just fun. You play with your friends. You get matches quick, and then the game comes out, and there's like a million playlists, and the the community's all over the place, and you wonder why you're not catching all these matches. But anyway, so you're finally getting into games. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and what about and the and gameplay? <clears throat> It
1: feels great. Yeah. the uh, the game, the Halo Three especially feels a lot more like the original. Um, it does not nice. feel like the hit boxes were so weird in in the sixty frames with with high definition. It just didn't feel oh, okay. the same. So now that's mm. all fixed, and it feels like original Halo Three now. Um, my shots are registering much better. Uh, you know, obviously you're gonna have issues with hosts and stuff, but we. We got to play at the Microsoft store, um, my first time landing MCC, and nice. I had an incredible time. I mean, th- there was a lot of people that showed up. There was, there was probably, I think, about 16 people, maybe 20 people nice. in all, but some people couldn't find teams. So we had eight mm. teams playing, and uh, I was able to take the win. And, man, we had some sweaty games. Nice. Like, it came down to the wire. I mean, I'm I'm washed, man. If I w- if I can just win one game against these Against these kids that yeah. don't miss a shot, I'm yeah. happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's amazing though. Like the fact that you can come back and land and everything. Where like there were no hiccups, like it didn't disconnect, and and the, the shots are feeling yeah. good. It feels like Halo Three should yeah. feel. Finally, it's nice to just hear that that's a thing. So, do you think yep. it's you think it holds up? You think that like in 2018, there's a lot of there's a, like a really good reason to go back, even though we have like COD and all that you know the other games on on the market right well, now.
1: <laughs> obviously nostalgia. Plays a big yeah. part, but I have to argue that because the game has pretty much stayed the same for about 10 years now. Um, mm. as far as settings wise and the way it plays, I mean, meta has changed a little bit in 2010, yeah, but um, it's pretty much the basic game, and there's still new people coming on to Halo 3 and enjoying the heck yeah. out of it. They're like, Oh, this game is amazing, I gotta play this all the time. and and that's incredible. You know, that really shows that the game can last, that it's, it's a, you know, it's a true halo is what I call it. Um, I'm not a big fan of calling it, you know, classic. I mean, the classic's cool, but I call it true halo because that's what it is. It is true halo. I feel like it's the only way to really play halo is um, having yeah. no sprint, um, making sure that you're, um, you know, playing the, playing the map. Making sure your positioning is always key, not having clamber or abilities like like that to kind of um, give you a, a one up over people that might have made a better decision than you. Um, so, yeah. so I just I just feel like Halo Three has a very very good opportunity here. I, I can't really gauge it yet. Obviously, we got to see mm-hmm. at Atlanta. Um, the The viewership isn't really going to be what dictates for me. How successful it was. I think it's really going to be um, the quality of games. I think mm-hmm. once we see the finals, because I think we're going to see like quarterfinals, semifinals, and then finals. I think if we see some amazing games and and people go back and they watch it and they talk about it and it creates yeah. discussion, it creates buzz and it creates hype. It doesn't matter how many people watched. It's all about it's it's all about yeah. that, that feeling you have after the tournament
0: yeah yeah i i think it's still possible too and i think it's you know if you get the right personalities in and i want to touch on this a little later too because i have questions like directly related to it so I'm, I'm gonna probably skip over some of this for now and then go right back to it but uh but yeah it's it's definitely possible too for like if you think of other games like counter-strike it's been the same forever right and and it's lasted for so long and it's still amazing today on just its you know its core fundamentals or a game like smash bros melee that's been out for 17 years and still has such a huge following right so Uh, as far as you know halo coming out in 2008 still being relevant 10 years later it's definitely possible i think that there's definitely excitement that can be drawn from the game as far as true halo goes you're you're right in a sense that i think like the peak of halo like when halo was at its best it was halo 3 right for for like it was unanimously agreed upon as an amazing game um as far as As what the best halo is like going on into infinite whether or not you know we want no abilities versus abilities i'm a little split on that i think that i i want abilities of some sort i think that it needs to have some sort of uh you know you need to evolve the gameplay but the difficulty that we had with halo 5 was that that you know that the low they're a high skill floor getting past that and uh and, and you know, having having just fast, fun gameplay, immediately getting into engagements. I feel like i'm I feel like I'm jumping over the topics that I don't want to get into. So real quick, let's go back to to this this question that I have here, uh, because it's nice to know that there's progress being made in MCC because I'm sure you've heard the big news that dropped by three four three last uh, last week. I've talked about this a couple of times now. HCS Atlanta is the final official Halo Five event. So we're three years in. We're at the end of the lines, the end of Halo Five at this point. Um, so, what do you think of this news? Then, do you like? What do you think they're planning next after what we've heard? <clears throat> well, I like to stay optimistic. Um, I feel
1: like that's the best approach, no matter what, especially dealing with Halo and the way it's been throughout its history. Um, if you mm. stay optimistic, usually um, you you can pretty much stay at a good mindset, and you can bring about good feedback because they do listen. Um, they don't listen to people who are negative. So if you're constantly saying uh, things in a positive way, then 343 will, you know, they'll reply to you. They'll talk to you. There'll be an open discussion, which we need a lot more of. You know, I'm, I'm part of Team yeah. Beyond. Team Beyond can get pretty crazy. But when things get good and people make good posts, that really is is important. And, you know, they, 343 is at the events. They listen to people. And staying yeah. positive is really key. So Halo 5 ending um, isn't isn't a bad thing. You know, a lot of people um, have been grinding for this tournament. This is a big open tournament. Unfortunately, teams probably aren't going to be as practiced as they need to be, but I, I do yeah, feel I like... Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yeah, um, I just feel... I feel like it's it's fine. I feel like it's going to be okay. And what's going forward is opportunity for what we just talked about, either Halo 3 or maybe going mm-hmm. back to... 2a and 343 maybe adding some tweaks in there i know that they were talking about spectator mode a long time ago i don't know if that might be in development that would be cool um there's a lot of op maybe they release another map (laughs) you know maybe there's a midship um you know there's there's opportunities here for a good year or two i'm not sure when if infinite will release but um I think I think we'll definitely have a good year. I think the lack of announcements is definitely making people nervous, like it always does. You know, any yeah, any transparency that isn't being had, it just makes people a little on edge. I think three four three is still growing, very much in the growth phase. They have a little yeah. bit more to go until they're really honed in on what they want to do. They're building their vision with infinite, and I, I'm pers- I'm personally in the camp that. They can take as long as they want on that game because, yeah. um, you know, it's it's got to be good. a good a good game is you know it's it's going to be worth the wait. Uh, but a bad game, you know, it's just it's going to stay bad forever. I mean, that was kind of yeah. what the quote was from the, you know, the the Nintendo guy. I always read that on all of the Reddit posts and the under gaming. It's just Reggie? you've got to have your time and make a good quality, Reggie. <laughs>
0: Not Reggie. I just first you said Nintendo guy, and I was like, Reggie's the Nintendo guy, dude. (laughs) Asian name plates right now. (laughs) Okay, okay. You're right. You're right. You need to make a good game. And, and that's going to involve a lot of communication between 343 and the community and whatever they do to build it up. And, and I do agree that you can have an optimistic perspective on this recent news because they're not pulling out altogether, right? So they've talked about two important things in the article they put up last week. There's a grassroots section. And there's a section about MCC. So actually, Tony, if you can throw up the grassroots, here we have- Right here, it says, later this year, we're kicking off a program to support grassroots tournaments and content creators across all Halo titles. We'll have full details to share at DreamHack Atlanta. We believe that Halo Esports is only as successful as the community and foundation it's built upon, and investing in grassroots is an important part of setting that foundation for the future. Stay tuned. We're excited to share more information next month, including how you can get involved to play, watch, and apply. So what do you think of this then, right? They're they're trying to support grassroots tournaments and content creators as well. We'll switch back. Uh, to the, the regular screen here there we go
1: I think this is wonderful news um, per- personally I've been involved in the Beachlands um, which have been hosting Halo 1 uh, down in Florida mm. you know pretty much the the tip top of talent in the world pretty much those guys are all incredible Ogre 2 came down there a few times um, nice. yeah he smacked everybody around and then probably you know, didn't show up didn't show up again. I- but uh, I
0: saw the Ogre yeah, Twins did... playing together actually, too. Not to, to totally segue, that was sick to watch. Ogre One and Ogre Two playing yeah. Halo One together on Twitch, like,
1: what? Yeah, yeah, it's a dream, it's something that everybody you know always hears about. You know, back in the day, it was kind <laughs> of the same way. It's like uh, before Halo Two, you always heard about the ogres, but you never got to see what they look like, you never got to see their gameplay. We just always wow. had this like name in our heads, the ogres. They're they're like the <laughs> the legendary guys that just can't be beat so uh so that's kind of what it is now too it's like the newer kids that are like 14 15 they hear about the ogres and they're like who are the ogres you know and so they go and they watch and they they maybe go into the halo one playlist
0: and uh get get wrecked 50 to zero and they're like oh Uh that's who the ogres are (laughs) So then, so then beachland that's a good point. Like that's a, that's an important initiative that's been developing. I know there's also like PBL halo there's team beyond that you've been doing work with. There's UGC that's had events. So I'm wondering how would they support it? Do you have any ideas on like how they might, like, I guess maybe, you know, increased social media or maybe they can throw some really, you know, awesome casters into the mix personalities into these events and like really kind of build up their viewership. Yeah. I think all of that is probably going to be what's going to
1: happen. Um, I think their writers are going to be big time on top of it, making sure that they're covering the events. Uh, there's going to be a ton of content, and th- they just have a lot more freedom on the production side since they're not focused on other things like, um, you know, finding locations and on the on the business end. They're really putting they're putting the community in the driver's seat now, and it's and it's up to us to make sure that we're having a lot of involvement, a lot like um, you know, melee. Melee has survived this long since 2001 yeah. basically with no developer support from Nintendo at all so yeah. Nintendo actually yeah. wasn't even a fan of the fact that they were still playing the game they had to yeah. fight
0: fight the power yeah, man, exactly. amazing
1: so pretty much pretty much that but we're going to have some help and and I'm I'm excited to hear it. I think it's good news I think the Microsoft stores up in Canada with you know uh, your boy voodoo man ta- taking the yeah. reins and oh, and putting yeah. on shows Uh, at the Greater Toronto Halo, that was just, that's just kind of the start of it for me, like showing that grassroots really means something still in this community. And now that LAN is back in Master Chief Collection, I think there's just so much opportunity for us to to be like Call of Duty was back in like 2007, 2008, when it was, uh, you know, really grasping, trying to get into the light. And the Mm -hmm. thing that really drove them was the fact that they were hosting so many tournaments online and then so many people were coming together and making good content.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean... Now you got me thinking. Like not to fantasize too much. Like I I know that HCS has all their resources focused on their main like tournament, and that's the focal point. That's where all the viewership goes. But let's say instead they build up all the community events, and the communities, the local grassroots communities get bigger. So for local competitors, people who maybe aren't on the top of the food chain, like this is it gives them more opportunity to join more events that weren't previously accessible to them maybe. So like maybe they're playing Halo even more as a result of this initiative. I don't know how it would be for the players like, you know, the snipe downs and, and the guys who are super successful and, are, you know, want to make some money. Uh, hopefully there's some good tournaments that, that offer that. But I think for the community, for the the gamers who are, you know, who are grinding, who don't have that recognition. I think there might be a lot more opportunity Not not to, you know, maybe I'm just fantasizing. I think that'd be pretty cool, though.
1: No, that's not a fantasy at all. I think that's where 343 definitely wanted to. I think that's what their point was, was that, hey, we're going to back you guys. So if you guys show us a good tournament, so let's use UGC, obviously, because I think every UGC I've been to has been very successful tournament-wise. They've always ran real smooth, and they were incredible shows. You know, I just I love going to UGC tournaments. Um, if they, if 343 studies that they already have a history at going there, so they're going to see it and they're going to support it and they'll put in, um, you know, uh, maybe enough money so that the pros, it'll be worth their time to travel. The orgs will see it and they'll be like, oh, wow, this is getting a lot of buzz. And then we'll get bigger orgs maybe coming in. And that's, you know, that's not a fantasy. That's something that could possibly happen.
0: That can happen. I'd like to see that happen. That'd be awesome. And then they had, uh, they had news Just underneath that, there's a paragraph about MCC as well. Tony, do you have that? Can we throw that up? There we go. I don't know how much I want to read here, but the, the recent updates and improvements to MCC, we've seen uh, more feature work underway. There's a renewed sense of excitement and reinvigoration for these games, particularly with Halo 3. We're excited to support this with the 2v2 showdown at DreamHack Atlanta and would like to continue to deliver similar experiences in the future. The scope and specifics of potential MCC competitive offerings will be largely dependent on how well the 2v2 showdown performs in terms of participation and viewership. That's an interesting point right there. Uh, we're eager to kick, kick this off and we'll be keeping a close eye on the community response as We continue to evaluate plans and opportunities for MCC moving forward. So what they're saying, and I I know we're going to have support for MCC, they're already saying with the grassroots initiatives and whatnot, but could there be something bigger in store than just grassroots, uh, assuming this 2v2 showdown goes well? I don't know. They're definitely giving
1: themselves options. Um, You you can't ever know for sure, and I think that's the big the big reason they're not committing themselves in an an announcement they don't want to, you know, um they don't want to jump the gun. They want to make sure they're making the right moves. They've been learning from the mistakes from the past, five, you know, 5 years, uh 5 to 6 years and uh yeah. and they want to make it right. They want to do well. I mean, this this is their job, this is their career, this is their passion. You know, I used to play yeah. with Tashi uh back in Halo 2. The guy, you know, loved it. We played game Shows, battles. Nice. We played we scrimmed together. I mean, you know, I'd always whoop up on him in free-for-alls and stuff. But, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, he, he loves Halo. He is all about Halo. He wants to see the esports side of things really grow. Yeah. I mean, despite what a lot of people would say, those, those people at 343 want it to, to, to thrive. I mean, there's no reason for them not to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know like, and I'm a big Halo five fan and I know that there's a lot of new Halo five fans that have developed with the new game coming out. So if you are a Halo five fan and you're in any way worried about, you know, the fact that we're doing classic style Halo tournaments and whatnot, I feel like you shouldn't be at all. I feel like at the end of the day, is Halo growing? Is Halo as a franchise growing? Is Halo as a franchise getting support? You know, it, it, that's all that matters. The fact that people well, are loving th- and playing. Halo. Al- Alex,
1: <laughs> you got to think about Halo and exactly where it stands in our culture um mm-hmm. worldwide and in america or north america it, it just it is such a huge fandom like it's obviously oh, yeah. the e- the esports side of it is is very very tiny very right, tiny right, that's one aspect uh you got to compare it to things like star wars at this point <laughs> and star trek i mean star wars is obviously the greatest of all time franchise it's made the most money of anything ever but halo is definitely as far as sci-fi is concerned it's up there like when you when you talk about things like that you have to mention halo because there's so much in the story there's so much uh on the side like building with forge Mm -hmm. people that's all they do they get in there and they want to design new maps they want to have fun with that they uh they build new custom games I mean, there is so much more to Halo than just the competitive side. Halo as a franchise, probably, I mean, I don't want to be too bold, but I'm going to say it's never going away.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I hope it isn't, and that's the thing. Like, like we're getting support and Halo as a franchise. If Halo as a franchise is growing, then I can't not be happy about that. I think that's amazing to use, and I hope that keeps happening. And and one thing I was thinking is like, is this an opportunity with this focus on MCC? Can they bring back some of the OG guys for some fun events? Because I think at the end of the day, like the personalities is what really sells and, and brings back. Popularity in Halo. Like, imagine having Strongside and Walshy competing, or like the Ogre Twins, or Roy Box, Roy and Lunch, who recently disappeared. And I'd love to see them come mm. back. Like, how amazing would that be to have an event with some of these big names with with such a massive following? I think that that's kind of the viewership that we need, and that's what we need. You know, building us up into Halo Infinite. I think that's what would be so yeah. exciting.
1: Yeah, Roy yeah. was such a, a class act. Uh, <laughs> he's one of those guys that the fans can really get behind as as one of their like <laughs> role yeah. models. Just a guy that mm-hmm. just really does no wrong on the on the field in the arena, or he does no wrong, you know, on the mic on social media. The guy is just all yeah. around a true professional. Um, and lunchbox is is just as good. He just likes to he just likes to speak his mind a lot more. He's very he's yeah. very blunt when it comes to to things. Uh, I've always loved that about him. He's a he's a true leader. I've always loved those twins. I, watching them compete was incredible. They were actually the yeah. first professional team that I ever competed against at an MLG. Uh, wow. I made Pro Bracket you in get Halo it? 3. <laughs> no, uh, kidding,
0: yeah. 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 I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was bad. Damn, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I feel like Roy Lunch. Like even over Halo 5, like I mean, they for, for everything in, in Halo, they've been such massive personalities. But just following them with Taui's videos, like Taui put out some of the best content in Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and following their stories and Ogre and Snipedown and getting those personal interviews, like it's so hard to not root for E. G and love E. G and, and want to yeah. see those guys succeed. Like when they left, it was such a huge hit to Halo as an entire community. So I, I would what love you to said- see those guys make a return
1: what you said makes so much sense uh, it just across the board in any esports you watch CS:GO you watch League of Legends um Dota they're going to have entire yeah. segments on people's personal lives they they get down to the you know yeah. the hurt yeah. the pain the, the the things that really matter in life the their their loved ones the the way they grew up i mean they know they know everything about them and they're you know what these professionals are willing to um, to say, you know, how vulnerable they're willing to get. And that really yeah. is what speaks to people, is seeing that genuine uh, care for the game that they're yeah. playing. You know, that that's what really, really hits home for people. I, I know personally, I've, I've watched games that I don't even like because I enjoy watching the players and seeing what their yeah. stories are and seeing yeah. the rivalries. And it's, yeah. So just imagine if we really can grow that, in halo um it, it would be phenomenal it would really really be amazing i know for a little while we had some stuff like that um in the beginning with halo world yeah. championship the first one um when they went to um i believe it was the x games there was some very good videos that we had that were really touching on like you know N- native's history of never winning Mm -hmm. an event and this being his chance and blah, blah, blah. And, and all of that stuff that you can really put into a show. That's, that's really what matters. And I think HCS has been building on that. We just saw Gfinity do it. And I got to say, Gfinity had some of the best content I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, we need so much more of that. That's so true. And I, I think bringing out the personalities of these players—that's what grows the games. That's what makes like puts these games on the map. I, it's actually making me think. And I, I draw so many Smash Bros. references all the time. But there's, there's one of the ways that I find the Smash community does a really good job of drawing out personality in players is they have this event called the Summit. I'm not sure if you've heard of like Smash Summit before. It happens multiple times a year. They have to vote the players into the Summit. And they all go to a house basically. So all oh, of the wow. community tallies up these votes on the best players they think that deserves to. To go to the summit house and then everybody goes into the house together the top 16 players that are selected and they grind for like three days and all of it's filmed on twitch.tv they're competing against each other they play fun games they do drinking games they play mafia like they just they they you get to explore their personalities and see you know only, what that you reminds know, me the of gameplay, but the guy behind it. yeah what that reminds me
1: of uh what we had i don't know if you heard of it it's the land network oh i have heard of something like that yeah we, yeah, we had that back in Halo 3, and it was it was created by a pro player's dad, Tots, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> they would they would get about eight teams, eight professional teams, the top eight teams in the world would go out yeah. to the, their house and land for about a week. That's so stupid. And yeah, dude, it it's that's that's kind of what it sounds like right there, is is basically like the Halo version of Um, of Summit. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. They had like cameras in the corners of like the living room. So when there was downtime, you could watch them chilling on the couch and talking. I mean, it was it was the
0: wildest thing. It was so far ahead of its time. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what Halo needs. Honestly, when I see that stuff with Summit, I'm like, this is what makes me love these Smash like the game. This is what makes the game thrive is because we love the personalities. And we get to see them in all these different environments. It's not just playing the game. It's like I want to, you know, to interact with these people. I want to know who they are. I want to, you know, have a reason to continue to love this game and and to continue continue to grind. That's what inspires the grind. You know, so. I I think if somehow they can hit their stride, you know, we got all these community initiatives coming up. If with Infinite, they can somehow find a way to, to give us more behind the player. Even Gears is doing it, man. Like Gears has been, it's overlapped Halo in popularity recently. Gears has all these videos like behind the scenes profiles on players and they're like super high quality production value. We need more of that in Halo. Gfinity did an amazing job. I think that sets a precedent. I would love to see more. Um, so so with everything that's happening with Halo, we've got the, the final Halo 5 event. We've got renewed focus on H3. We've got Call of Duty being released or is released. Uh, there's been one hell of a stir in recent Halo 5 HCS news as well. And, and Atlanta's coming up, but, but teams are changing everywhere. A lot's going on. So check out these tweets. I got three tweets coming up. I'm going to bring up the first one. So we've got Fallicated Boo Boo Duo reunite uh, with the recent roster change from Accelerate, joined by Arctic and Demon Dee's. This is a brand new team that's just uh, just been formed last minute. Here we got Fallicated Boo Boo coming on, uh, and then we've got Ace who recently joined Spartan, L Town, Sabinator on Elevate. So that's a new roster once again. And all of this is happening last second. And this is so unfortunate. Musa, who was part of Trifecta, which is, I'd say, like a top eight, maybe top six squad. They've been performing very well. And he left Trifecta. He just had a falling out. And I think it had something to do with Trifecta having a split focus on Call of Duty and Halo and that Musa would have had to compete also in Call of Duty. And he didn't want to also do Call of Duty. So it's just unfortunate seeing all that. Moses had a funny tweet as well. Do we have that? Can we throw that up? HCS is like a mama bird kicking her babies out of the nest. It's going to be really interesting seeing who flies and who smacks the pavement. (laughs) Oh my God. It's savage, but it's kind of true. Like, there's so much roster mania happening. There's players, you know, leaving orgs, joining orgs. It's happening last minute. You've got Splice, where they have one foot in Halo, one foot in Call of Duty. You've got Frosty, who's focused on Call of Duty and also is going to be playing at this event. So, what's going to happen at Atlanta, do you think? Like, who's going to take this tournament? Is it going to be crazy?
1: Well, obviously, a lot of time is being put towards Call of Duty. So the players are going to have to get on last minute to, you know, at least get their shots in, you know, to to really warm up. But I I don't think teams like Splice or, you know, Tox are really going to have that much of an issue because it's like riding a bike. Once you get your training to a certain level, it's all about keeping it consistent. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they're um, they're just freaks. I mean, you can't say it any other way. Talks <laughs> yeah. are freaks. They haven't been out of the yeah. top two. Those four players yeah. have not been out of the top two in Halo
0: 5. Yeah. I mean, you, there's, he, I, I think that was a Moses tweet as well, right? He, he showcased uh, all of their history. Man, Moses is just killing it. Like, shout out to Moses for, for the amazing tweets. He does. Tweets. But, he, d- yeah, he does. But Him and, was, and uh, Halo Data Hive, they do a lot for statistics yeah. for
1: guys like us who love yeah. to watch the numbers. Um, they, yeah. they give us a lot of. You know, they
0: give us a lot to work with on our shows. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if history shows, you know, like from what we've seen from talks and and the fact they've been in every single grand finals, which is insane, you would expect it to happen again, even with everything that's going on. But it does make me wonder if there's openings for other teams that have that have been grinding a lot, been working together for a long time, that haven't switched their focus, that haven't been playing Call of Duty, that haven't had roster changes. Maybe there's an opportunity there, you know? Or maybe Reciprocity. I, I feel like Reciprocity, like, I don't hear them talking about Call of Duty. Snipedown's grinding Halo hard still. I'm wondering if that means that, you know, Reciprocity might be going in as the strongest version of themselves coming into Atlanta, whereas Talks might, you know, like... Tox is still amazing. Splice is still amazing. But they are still thinking about Call of Duty a little bit. Does this give reciprocity an opening that they need to, to dominate? This is the final Halo event. So, it like, I feel like this means more than anything, you know? I think that's a really strong
1: bet to say that Pistola is in the running for the highest prize pool at an open of Halo event. I mean, this is the biggest mm-hmm. one that we've had. So, you know, to put money on Snipe Down and Pistola... You yeah. know that's that's not bad. That's pretty smart. They know how to focus up when they need to the most. Yeah. Um, yeah. Res- reciprocity, though, uh, they they've seen some inconsistencies. It's really going to require Trippy and San to show what they're truly made of when it mm-hmm. matters the most. And I don't think we've seen that yet. I don't think we've yeah. seen reciprocity really play up to what they can do. Um, you know, once the pressure is at the highest, once you're getting into the the finals like that. And you're playing against a team that is as good or better than you, you, you've you've really are in new territory. And if you're playing up against Tox, you're playing against people that are very comfortable in that territory. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's gonna be a really tough uphill battle for Trippy and Saiyan. But I do think that reciprocity roster is very strong. Obviously, they've won online tournaments. Um, they were able to uh, make some upsets happen on land. They're they're really starting to feel themselves, they're starting to get more experience together. Um, as a unit, as friends, being able to talk together, mm-hmm. that's huge. Build, yeah, building that the bonds, trust, trusting each other more. That's a, that's a thing that you really don't see on camera. You don't get to see it in the game, but it's it's there. It lingers. It's it's in the communication. Yeah. It's that trust you have that you build <laughs> over time. That, that's something that the amateur players just don't ever get because they're always switching it up. So um, yeah. pros know that. And now Snipedown and Pistola are going to be more confident than ever being able to trust Saiyan's ability because Saiyan, to me, watching him over the past two years has shown so much growth uh in his skyrocket. ability. He's yeah. just incredible when he's when he's on fire. When he's on fire, he, I'd have to say yeah. he's up there with like Shotzi and Frosty. Like he's that yeah. good. He's he definitely has the capability to win a tournament. It's just all about him actually
0: doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think his he I don't know if it's fair to say like his shot reminds me of Snipe Down's kind of like his shot's insane. It's like I don't know if mm. I want to say like a young Snipe Down or something, but like he doesn't miss shots when he's on point and like he's not. Yes, he does amazing movement stuff too. It's not as much as like somebody like Shotsy or Frosty, but his shot is just insane and he does not back down on confidence. Like he makes the right plays, the smart plays all the time. It's it's like such a joy well, to watch. One thing you can't see about saying though that really
1: impresses me is his ability to take a loss and to take criticism. When I watch mm. streams, he's always very positive. I mean, there are times when he gets a little on tilt, um, which is always going to happen for a young player. You know, taking on that much pressure and stress, it, it's always going to yeah. happen. Nobody's perfect. Um, Pistola has always been one of those players you look at and you're just like, how is this guy like making jokes right now? There's a million dollars yeah. on the line. Like, it, yeah, so always. you know, he's kind of he's kind of like that. He makes his team comfortable. And, um, yeah. and that's a big, big thing. And I feel like he's kind of a leader on that team as well. And that's important. Yeah. So I'm looking for big things from that roster. But we've got to remember that, you know, a team like Trifecta was able to upset them at, at one of yeah. the events where they were hyped up to be, you know, the winners, which was New Orleans. So right. it was very sad for me to see that Trifecta broke up. Um, I think Musa wanted to play with other people in Call of Duty. He didn't want to stick with the Halo roster. So he oh, wanted to still team in oh. Halo, mm. but he didn't want to team within right. Call of Duty. And and I guess that was an issue with uh, the Trifecta brand. I'm only, you know, these are only assumptions. I can't say for sure. Um, but, you know, just judging from what I saw on the tweets, you know, people are pretty open about things.
0: And, you know, you can yeah. just yeah. kind of put
1: two and two together.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. I Actually, I misspoke there. It was Musa. I think he was... Th- like looking into teaming with maybe other people for Call of Duty. And and yeah, I saw a bit of that on Twitter as well. And it's unfortunate, right? Because like you said, Trifecta was the team that was able to upset reciprocity. Though Wonderboy did make a good point when I interviewed him last time where he talked about the fact that reciprocity still has defeated everyone. They defeated Splice, they've de- defeated Tox, they've tasted the victory. They know what it's like to to be in that seat to take that position. So they can definitely do it again. But yeah, with with a team like Trifecta that was, you know, also very close to getting to that upper echelon, it's it's, it's kind of horrible to see them like I don't know if I want to say crumble, but split like this. And I feel like it gives an opportunity for other teams like Nated's team, for example, which is brand new, to maybe get in that spotlight, to take that spot as, as you know, the upset team. I feel like I, I want to see a lot of cool things from Nated's team. Nated and Dinoxide have been playing together forever, or you know, since like the inception of Halo 5, it seems they've they've been a great duo. So I'm curious to see where that goes. I know that there's a great team with commonly and straight sick on it as well. That uh, my friend Callis is is coaching right now and they've been having some amazing like top eight performances in the two Ks as well. So there's a lot of other new teams that have been grinding really hard. Meanwhile, well, you know, Trifecta is have having this issue, there's a chance that, you know, the the third or the fourth or the fifth spot might be open for these new teams. So there could be some exciting dynamics, some things we haven't seen before.
1: Yeah, and I I don't disagree with that at all. I think once you see a lack in uh, practice you're going to see some chinks in the armor which is the, exactly what we saw with splice you know splice yeah. refusing to practice for a long time it finally caught up to him and and that was unfortunate but you know you've yeah. got to learn that training is important making sure you get on and practice make sure you're keeping yourself ready is always going to be you know primary that's that's huge is make sure that you're honing your craft making sure you're getting on and preparing for an event and so any of these lower echelon teams like the top four or the top six tier teams uh for this event could definitely out practice the top teams and maybe make an upset happen i don't think it's too um likely that it'll happen with tox or splice uh but I I do think it can happen because you know, Splice is just one of those teams that th- they'll get out of something just because of their raw skill, you know, mm-hmm. regardless yeah, of the do, fact yeah. that they're they're you getting out teamworked. Yeah, yeah. If they're getting outsmarted, it doesn't matter yeah. because they're going to be flying at you with the, the most confidence you've ever seen on land yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's too uh too good to say that they'll they'll get upset, but I definitely can see like a a third place happening by one of these lower teams. And that would be really exciting. I mean, seeing them in a loser's finals, that'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I think at the end of the day, even if splice comes out number one, like if the expected teams land in their expected placements, I think it's about, you know, it's about the journey getting there. I hope that we have so many game fives. I hope that we have so many situations where teams are just like thrown off and like upset for a moment. They have to come back and like mistakes are being made because people maybe are rusty or whatever. And then they have to, you know, have their confidence and background to to build themselves back and to push back. We have insane gameplay. That's hopefully what I'm seeing is just some, some amazing moments, some amazing stuff to break down. Um, And at this point, I think we've covered a lot of you know what's what's happening as far as with, with HCS and the future of of, uh, of HCS going into infinite. A lot of exciting things to talk about here. Um, what I wanted to do with this episode, guys, is open it up to the chat, open it up to questions from you guys on Twitter, from you guys on Twitch who are watching. Um, and I would like to know what you guys are saying. So I think actually I'm, I'm getting some messages. Okay, here we do. We ha- we have some messages. Uh, Tony's being awesome. The first one's from Wonderboy. Shout outs to Wonderboy. In the chat here. Uh, will both of these guys be in, intend- in attendance for ATL? Are you going to be at Atlanta Nighty? 90? Uh, absolutely. I'll
1: be there. I'll be working with my buddy Wonderboy. Um, we had nice. a successful, successful team out in MLG New Orleans. It was um, me on the Bravo stream while Wonderboy and Hines were working Alpha. And you know, we I, I learned so much from them. Wonderboy really taught me a lot. and uh, And we're just going to try to bring the best show possible at DreamHack. Wait. So you're doing uh,
0: like wait, what's it called? Observing. Observing. You're observing Wonder Boy at the event. I will be. Oh, that's awesome! See, I didn't even know that. And now, okay, so I I haven't confirmed whether or not I can personally make it to Atlanta, but at this point, considering Atlanta is the final like Halo Five event, and and considering just everything I've been through up to this point, I I can't not go. Okay, so I'm hoping that I can get some help from UGC or somebody like my stream. I've been I'll be grinding my stream a lot more, especially after this. Uh, just to you know to help me get over but i'm I'll bite the bullet guys I'm I'm like 99% gonna be there at this point. So I'm ninety-nine
1: gonna... dude that's not 99. what your fans to hear
0: man oh. they're gonna be buying
1: <laughs> plane tickets they're gonna be Stop getting hotels. Me, is...
0: They're coming yeah. just for you, dude. You, can't, can't, on, do don't, don't do you can't do this to them. You can't do this. I have to. Uh, yeah, I can't not go. Because if I don't go and I'm watching it from home, then I will be so upset. I'll feel like I've missed the biggest opportunity for a game that I love, that it's the final big event, the big moment to to share in the passion, and the excitement. I I have to be there. So Yes. I, and, I, and compete I, yes. in Halo 3, man. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't what, compete in Halo 3. I'm going to get bodied i can't That's okay, man, this okay. you take your losses like a man <laughs> alex come on yes i, I probably would we'll, we'll see i gotta grind some mcc too now i gotta analyze mcc as well because now you know everybody's talking about mcc i gotta get get my ass on that so we have a bunch of other questions here um from snipey this is hard to read but let's go with snipey <laughs> how is uh okay. how's the halo one gameplay feel Nighty?
1: Well, Master Chief Collection Halo One um, has always been a little wonky because it's Halo One PC, and there was always oh, okay. major issues with Halo One PC. Um, n- it never really truly felt like Halo One. Um, obviously, the frames are better, but the game just it feels like a shadow of what it truly is. Uh, the pistol mm-hmm. doesn't shoot quite the same uh, when when wow. you get a different host. The the host has somewhat of a disadvantage because of the auto aim and the way it works um so that makes things weird because i'm a pistol fiend i love to go out with my pistol blazing and i mean i'll get into a fight and i'll hit shots or i'll have my aimer at the same place that uh where i would normally get a three shot i won't hit a single bullet with an entire clip so you know know it's very it's very inconsistent um but it's still halo one so if you if you are not able to land halo one which is most people then it's the only alternative. And uh and it's fun. I mean, you, you you set a timer, you get in there, you play some 2v2s customs. I've been playing some customs with friends, and uh, yeah. and it feels good. You have a good time, you know, you have a few beers, uh, you just forget that you're playing <laughs> Halo, you know, the Halo one uh, PC, you know. I mean, 343's yeah. done a good job at, at fixing all those <laughs> little things that really annoy you. Um, but you know, nothing's gonna beat good old fashioned Halo
0: one on original Xbox. Yeah, man, that, that game was so freaking revolutionary. I remember the, the only FPS experience I had before Halo 1 was Goldeneye, which Goldeneye was amazing, don't get me wrong. But the fact that you can't control your aimer and you got to use like the C buttons on the controller <laughs> to like move around diagonally and then like you have to hold the aimer and then you got to aim while you're standing still and you can like jiggle your character <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Is, like once you play Halo 1, you're like, what the heck? Why wasn't this a thing like all along? This is how you play. Oh, man, true.
1: if Goldeneye had land like where you could have like four <laughs> – in 64s and be in separate yeah. rooms with your buddies oh p- all playing and then you had yeah. the same setup where you could uh move and aim real
0: fluidly oh, god yeah. that would have been the best it would be very yeah it would be pretty crazy the auto aim was insane in that game though right so they'd have to like tweak that and then they'd have to like balance because you know when you play odd job in that game it was not even fair like he's oh, no. half the size of he's every other screen
1: <laughs> it's he's like biased. underneath
0: your screen <laughs>
1: yeah he's like hitting you in the
0: knees (laughs) i love that about classic like video games as well is like they throw like balance out the window for that stuff because it didn't matter back then so they just throw in the character and like he's true authentic to like the way he would be like jaws is way too large and like he takes all the hits you know yeah yeah um and and by the way it was snipey snap who said that so uh, there's two there's a one and a four in his name and i I messed it up but snipey snap Snap. thank you for the the halo snippy snap snippy snap yeah,
1: man he's he's a uh he's an og man he's been playing halo one forever he plays with the top dogs there you go. He, he's a mcc
0: warrior he's only good online okay yeah. <laughs> only good online. shots i'm glad we were able to find you know to get his name right there and, and give us some justice thank thank you for the halo one question uh deadshot mystic asks uh can you ask shyway if he loves me i love you so much. Send the hearts. Now, I'll be streaming after this. You can ask me, not in person, but you can you can ask me when I stream. Uh, we got silos. Uh, what would your dream announcement be regarding the grassroots initiative at Atlanta? Dream announcement. Oh, dream announcement. I think we, we really
1: went over a lot of my optimistic hopes for it. But um, yeah. if I had to say, like, the absolute best, yeah. it would be... <laughs> It would be H2A with mm. hit markers taken completely out. Okay. Uh, a- adding Beaver Creek, or I'm sorry, Battle Creek, or whatever they want to call it. Add uh, all the maps that, we,
0: we, that they need to have,
1: yeah. As well as a midship. So adding those two yeah. maps, I think, could really do it because you can have King of the Hill, Slayer, Oddball, um, CTF on both those maps, and you can you know see how it works. Um, and then yeah. obviously that the real kicker would be for them to design a spectator mode that's even mm. better than what we have with Halo 5. Now, if that could possibly be, that's, you know, that's just me dreaming. I don't i don't know if that could possibly ever work because spectator I know how much amazing. of a, yeah. I just know how difficult the programming is with MCC and how much of a nightmare it's been. So I, I don't see that happening, but that's my dream.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, how how uh, you know insane are these dreams allowed to be? Because uh, as far as the grassroots tournaments, like, how sick would it be to have like, okay, not now, just being a fanboy, but I, <laughs> I was thinking if we could have like like Ninja come play and like and Roy Box and, and all the personalities be at these grassroots events and like they're being supported in some way by three. It doesn't even make sense. I just I want all the personalities playing these games and I I want to be able to experience, you know, that excitement with the people that I, that I grew up in, like that inspired me to do what I do today. So, I mean, I expect that. that. I don't think that's going to be, I don't think that's too much of a dream for me. I think that,
1: I think a lot of these people that love Halo, like, you know, the big personalities, they will, they will show their face eventually. I think maybe, maybe a T squared, uh, you know, he's got tons of people that love him out there. Maybe a, you know, maybe having Gandhi show up for one event just to say hi in like Atlanta you know he lives he lives here now so maybe he'd show up you know if if there's Halo 3 like mass with with the the local grassroots and stuff like that uh, you can see a lot of old faces in the Halo 1 grassroots like we've got down in Beachland um, I'm sure you yeah. know ogre two would show up to one uh, if it really nice. gets a lot of backing if there's prize money to be had, you can guarantee right. an ogre is going to be there.
0: <laughs> I'm going to scoop up some Halo One prize money for sure, man. Um, okay, so we've got Save Slayer 13. Uh, what are your thoughts on PBL, PBL Pro Battle League?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I you know started much- with them a long time ago. Uh, I was casting, you know, little matches here and there, and then we did a big broadcast for one of their season finals. And uh I love the idea of it. It's you know, it's basically taking players from each city and having a yep. captain pick who the best talents are. And yep. uh that's cool. You know, that's you know, that's like uh any other sport where it's like you take a location and um you have one player pretty much uh have them dictate who's gonna be on the roster. So that's really interesting. I I like the whole idea. I don't know how well it's gonna play out in the in the weather of how esports is, you know, it's, it's constantly changing. It's constantly evolving. Um, but I do feel like it's, it's going to be something that can grow and we'll also get to possibly see some newcomers come from it. Uh, we, we did a, a minor league back in the beginning of halo five and we got to, Mm -hmm. we got to see some, some rise of some new talent. We got to see Kenny, the guy that's been winning, you know, with TK over in Call of Duty now. We got to see nice. him in Halo 5, and he just went off. The man was a really? freak. He was so freaking good. Uh, yeah, he's he's on um, Team Caliber. Uh, okay. he, his name was Quavo Kenny. He was just such a good player. Really nice Damn. guy. I, I met him at um, a few LAN events. And uh, then, ob- obviously, Demon D has come back. Yeah. Demon D, yeah. uh practiced a lot with the minor leagues so we're gonna see like that with pbl have that opportunity
0: with them to maybe uh you
1: know to to grow some new personalities
0: yeah no that that is a an example of a great grassroots initiative and having actual like representation of it's like what cities or states how do they they balance it out or either way like like locations that like you know you it's like having your own local team like sports like you said it's the Overwatch effect as well. I feel like it's the inevitable future of esports on like a grand scale. We're seeing it with Overwatch having you know actual representation, like locations representing each team and then fans are fans of you know their team that's in their their local location. It's like the Toronto Maple Leafs here. So I, I think that's amazing. That has to to continue to happen. And if if the grassroots initiatives that are happening with three four three, like whatever support they're planning on providing, providing if they can, you know, add that on to to PBL and and grow PBL as a result and grow the reach of PBL. Because I mean, I'm in Canada over here, and there's <laughs> there's no PBL in Canada right now. But you know, <laughs> like if they can do that, I I think that 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 would be a pretty amazing initiative. I think that that I would think they bring have a lot of been dragging. I think
1: they've been dragging players from from Canada. So there are a few Canada players, have players that have that been that like representing. Yeah, yeah, okay yeah they right, they play right. with the Michigan and Ohio teams i think
0: okay okay yeah so i I think like building on that initiative further and expanding it even more would be pretty awesome to see definitely um uh, so raw underscore m c c okay I'd like to ask if they can watch the last trend halo three montage and say current halo can wait say current halo can ever be like that. I'm confused. What's the last trend? Halo Three montage. Tony, what are yeah, you sending I, me? I is, is that a just joke? like I. IDK. I, disregard. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Okay, we're we're not we're not at that level yet. We're not at the level where where I could click in a, a link immediately and watch a. a an it's entire just too montage advanced for us, and, man. You, you got to keep it simple. <laughs> Hopefully, Ryan CC, I'm sorry. Hopefully in the near future we can start to implement that. We'll, we'll watch stuff and react to it at the same time. We I feel like that's oh, like reaction a reaction videos. Let's do it. Time. Yeah, yeah. Reaction video. Yeah, man. Heck, sky's the limit. It's the Halo show. All right. There you go. So Silos again, we got add UGC. Uh, what would be your dream grassroots? Wait, we already had that. Uh your dream grassroots announcement. What would you like to bring back from different? Okay, Tony, you're just you just repeat sending me questions here. BT uh, BTV <laughs> <B-T-B- laughs> underscore Bill. Who would you let, Who do you think wins the Halo Three Two v Two at a, at Atlanta? I can't answer this question. Do you Do you happen to know who's like? Oh yeah, I've been, the... I've been
1: following it pretty closely. Uh, me being such a Halo Three fan, wishing that okay. I could compete in that Two v Two. I mean, I mean that is just oh man. I've been playing it a lot, and I'm I'm loving every bit of it. And from what I've seen, um, it, there's been some individuals that have really surprised me. And I'd uh-huh. say one of those would probably be a guy named, um, gosh, what's what's his name? He lives in Atlanta. I think it's Cranium. I, mm. Don't quote me on that. But I think he goes by Fire as well, Cranium or Fire. And the, the man is just really, really good. His, his name's Preston, and uh, I've been watching him. I played some games with him. He carried the living crap out of me against some of the yeah. best players in Halo 3. And, and like, we uh-huh. we just demolished them. And I was like, how did we do that? And meanwhile, I'm looking at his stats, and he's just putting up like 25 kills a game. The man's just yeah. dominating. I know he's been in like the top four of a bunch of online tournaments. Um, I think he's had a few different teammates, but that guy's to to definitely be someone to look out for because he's on his home turf. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've always been one of those guys that feels better when I'm competing near my home. The closer I am yeah. to home, the the better I'm going to play. Um, Okay. And I think that might be something that happens for a lot of players. So watch out for him. <clears throat> but I think the winners, I think the best bet is going to be Fantasy and Gabriel.
0: Okay, fantasy and Gabriel. What about Evader? Does he have a team?
1: Evader does have you a know. team, and Evader is definitely a guy that's been impressing he's be me. One of those guys up there. Another yeah. guy is in NYC. In NYC okay. is just super, super duper consistent. And he's one of those guys that has those attitudes, just very very calm, good demeanor, um doesn't yeah. let any like horrible plays get to him. Uh he's always constantly trying to lead the team, so whoever his teammate is is going to be real comfortable at a land setting. Um I know NYC's been to a few lands, so he's going to, you know, he's probably not going to have the ner- nerves as bad as some of these players that this is going to be their first major.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it, there's a lot of talent. Yeah, it's interesting. I I'm not unfortunately not going to be coming into this with a lot of knowledge instead i feel like i'm just going to have my notebook out and i'm taking notes and trying to to learn i'm, I'm here <laughs> to study <laughs> no I, i'd like to see how it goes i'm curious too it's a 2v2 not a 4v4 so the, the gameplay the way that they play is going to be a little bit different very heavily focused on power weapon control in like certain areas of the oh, map yeah. too like watching guardian and just controlling the os and having the sniper rifle or the shotgun and like that general area of the map um would yep. be like no yeah, shotgun. It, it's well not there. no shotgun in it See, yep. I don't even know. All right, I'm gonna stop talking before I sound like a told totally I'm I'm gonna be learning There's... about the two v two as I watch it. But... <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, it's okay. Just overall, we forgive the, you. The, overall, the speed of the speed of the gameplay, the way that like control works in, in Halo like two v twos seems different than the two v like, the four v four style gameplay. So it'll be it interesting is, to see how that, that all pans out. Yeah. Um. Okay. At UGC, besides uh, so Ra, MCC. Once again, besides the obvious fact that Halo used to be more immersive and simple, what do casters think could bring the game back to the fast-paced, universally loved state of Halo 2 and 3? All right, so to
1: clarify, he's asking pretty much who are the two best casters for the Halo 3 uh, broadcast? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, uh, well, no, I, well, I he's guess saying, so.
0: So what do the casters think? could bring the game back to the fast paced universally loved state of halo two and three so so not necessarily the casters yeah so like what what can they do with the next version of the like halo infinite to to bring it back to you know being loved in the same way that halo two and halo three was just unanimously okay well first of all there's gonna
1: you gotta realize that people do love the new halos like i've talked to people there are people that are new that come into halo and they love Halo Five. They love H two A. They love Halo Four. And as a player that's been around since the beginning, I can't fathom that. But it's <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of where you start. It's like, oh, well, this was my first Halo, and and this is what I'll always love the most. That kind of mm-hmm. seems to be the um, the common theme with that. Uh, but there's there's going to be a ton of people that fall in love with the new Halo. Especially with as much buzz as it's got going on, as far as gameplay implementation and what they can change, I do think it's going to be going back to the basics. I, I don't think they're going to take out Sprint. Um, I think they're going no, so? to keep it consistent. I think they'll keep it consistent. You know, they're going to they're going to test it. You know, they're going to see yeah. what the reactions are. But the thing about yeah. Sprint is that it's it's in every game. You know, it's in Overwatch. It's in, you know, uh, yeah. It's in Paladins. It's in Call of Duty. It's in Battlefield. It's in all of the f- big first-person shooters. It, even Counter-Strike has a way that you can uh, move faster, getting out your knife. So there's always there's always that ability to be able to move faster, and that's what people want. You know, we're we're in mm-hmm. that that modern era of where people want things to get done a lot quicker. So it's like, okay, we'll speed up the the time to kill speed up our movement, you know, make things more exciting on camera. So yeah. that's what people are looking for. <clears throat> and um, honestly, I don't really agree with it, but I think that's where we're going to be headed. Uh, if, if, if they take out the, the things like ground pound, which, you know, they already did for uh, HCS, yep. which I think is yep. a big improvement um, sh- shoulder charge, which they did, which was great. If they keep those out and, and, they they keep it consistent with what we're at where you know you can uh pretty much just hover and clamber at this point Mm -hmm. you know you sprint hover and clamber and um i I think that that'll be fine and then then it all comes down to map design map Mm -hmm. design is critical it's it's a crucial part of any first person shooter look at counter-strike dust one and dust two those, those maps were played every single time I got on that game, and they never got yep. old. I still play Dust 2, and I enjoy it. I love the heck out of it. It never gets yep. old. So having maps like that, that you can just get on the game and always have a good <clears throat> time, that, that's yeah. critical. I don't, I don't think that's people true. really understand how big the map design was for those older Halos. Having maps like The Pit. And and construct maps that I can play over and over and over and over. You know, it's just like League of Legends setting up the board and having that one board
0: for the entire span of the game. Yeah, it's, it's interesting for sure. I think maps is going to play a big part in it. I think, you know, last week when we were talking to Mick he he raised a good point, he said it just has to be fun. And by fun he means like just the amount of time between those moments that you're having fun, like you want to shorten those, that timeline. So basically if you're tightening the maps up and increasing the amount of engagement, so players are getting into battles more often, they're having fun more often. They feel like, you know, they're, they're, they're getting into the game, immediately getting that, that satisfaction. Whatever you can do to, to, to kind of increase that. I, I don't know what they're gonna do as far as the abilities go. Because they, yeah, you're right. Str- sprint is something that is that is like just unanimous. It's across all games at this point, it's standard. Everybody expects sprint. But at the same time, when I think about all the mechanics in the game, if if they could remove one mechanic and still have an insane amount of depth in Halo 5, I think Sprint would be the one mechanic that they could move. Because if you remove you remove sprint, yes, you remove, you know, your your thrust slide jump, like stabilize your, you know, your insane super jump but you can still spring jump and your spring jump kind of does the same yes. thing if you spring thrust stabilize you can get just as high right so there's still a lot of you know competitive nuances that go into that and if you have like a decent base movement speed and you have graphical animations that make it look like the Spartan is actually running moving at a high speed you know what i mean you can still have a lot of depth and have a lot of abilities that that work really well with gameplay and tighten and it would allow you to then to tighten the map so that you'd have engagements more often i i don't know i i want there to be abilities to some extent because i i like that that diversity and movement i think movement becoming a big pillar of, of halo with halo 5 is is an amazing thing to have and i i'm a really movement focused gamer so i hope they have a lot of that um, but they definitely need a balance and they need that fun factor. Like it, you just, you got to jump in, have a good time, whether you're a bad player, a good player, it's the Fortnite effect. It doesn't matter how good you are. You can jump in, you can have fun. And then if you're amazing, there's a, a just boundless level of technical depth available to you if you're an amazing player, you know? So it, it's a tough dynamic to balance. I, I think it's possible. And you're right. They do have to communicate with the community. Like uh, often they have to have betas for this game. We have to try things. We have to have a back and forth. Uh, and, and make sure that just everything everything goes right and as far as maps go I, like they gotta stop just de- like designing and and releasing maps that aren't made for competitive like for example, what purpose does a map like Molten serve in in anything in Halo? You know what I mean. Like unless you're playing like you, like the triple team playlist, and it's just for fun. But I feel like if they're gonna make, you can make big team battle maps that are big and not competitive. But if you're gonna make a map that's for four v four, make it with competitive play in mind. Like make it perfect for competitive play. Because if you're playing casually on a map that's perfect for competitive play, it's still fun. You can still and you could add Forge pieces to it and and, and you know manip- manipulate it in whatever way you want if you want it to be infection or whatever. Ever. it's still awesome but molten like serves no purpose you know what I mean like they spend all that time designing a map that, that looks cool but it's got no competitive like capability whatsoever why do that why waste the energy like every match you design you're saying,
1: competitive in mind I see what you're saying but also um looking back in Halo 1 a lot of the design was not built around competitive um most of those maps uh I think Battle Creek was was one of the the ones that I really speaks to me the most as like, oh, okay, this is definitely a competitive map. You've got two bases. You've got the middle of the map. You've got a, a portal yeah. that can go back and forth to opposite sides. But uh, all in all, if you look like at Damnation, I mean, that just, yeah. that looks like a mess. It honestly yeah. looks like a mess, but when you play it, there's, there's so many, there's so much depth to it because of the ability that you have as a player, you can grenade down power-ups, you can grenade power weapons to yourself. Those really uh, make the game interesting, and that's that's another thing that I'd like to see going forward yeah. into Infinite is being able to see power ups being able to uh, be nated down off of platforms or being able to get um, you know a little bit more in depth with the power up system because the it seems like right, we're, right. we're lacking like, in I'm that right. we, we're. We're just grabbing power ups, shoving it into our chest, and and that's pretty much that's it. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I'd like to see more uh with the power ups.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong about Halo One though, but that is also like the first game of the franchise, and I feel like people are a little bit more lenient with what to expect. Like competitive was designed off of the foundation that Halo One laid, so I, I feel like you, you know there were there was more flexibility there. People were they weren't expecting you know an insane amount of competitive design for these maps. Lightning and top a of the fact that like sure yeah and and it's not like damnation had a massive fire lava thing coming down that if you touch it you die you know what i mean like if there are things in maps that kill you if you make a slight mistake and the map kills you like come on you know oh uh, <laughs> like, you can talk to <laughs> yeah. i don't
1: know i don't know i just did you I, ever see that clip of dying top middle in like a really close game it was like a slayer that i think he was only one kill behind and he had the sniper and he was absolutely going off with it. And then someone okay. shoots the, shoots the, the uh, icicles. The, the, the icicle. Yeah. The big black yeah. killed him and he loses snipe and they lose the game. And it was all because of that one play. He was about to make a huge play. And yeah,
0: I, yeah, I totally agree. And then his with career was that. over. He retired and we've never seen big one since it's, it's so okay. unfortunate. <laughs> um, Okay. Okay. We got a couple more here. Uh, assertive. What are the odds uh, any H two A tournaments? Okay. I'm gonna do this one more time. Assertive asks, what are the odds of any H two A tournaments before infinite? Uh, odds? I definitely
1: couldn't give it to you. Like you know, like we've read so far, it's all about grassroots. So it's who wants to take the initiative and go in and make a H two A tournament happen. So I, I don't see the demand for h2a really happening my dream for the h2a was mainly for like hcs and them um you know implementing the new maps and the observer mode that was the part of the dream was the was the yeah. pro scene having it online having it like yeah. a consistent pro league because i think people yeah. interacting with having two days each week that they can get on and enjoy some of the top level halo is a big aspect to all esports i think that's very important um, yeah. but if we're gonna talk about the odds, I, I don't think there's very good odds. I think I think Halo 3 after this event is gonna show why it was so dominant. It was at the prime time, the peak of Halo. Is people yeah. love that game? The game still looks good. It's got it's yeah. got a nice little fresh paint job. It's 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 in 4K, it looks crisp, it plays crisp. It's got LAN capability. You can just get two Xboxes uh, and host a tournament at your, you know, your local GameStop. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah. Um, right. So I think Halo 3 is really has the best chance yeah. of of getting the most support.
0: You're right. You're right. Yeah, like not only is Halo 3 a great game, but it's just it's easy to set up. Like if you think about 343 and where their resources are split right now, like I I really, really want them to add more maps to H2A and to have the the spectator sport. Cause I feel like H2A is an incredibly solid game. Like I was at first, I was pissed off that they took out the button combos and everything with the BXR, the double shot. I feel like they should have had that from the get-go, and that would have been amazing. But despite that, the game like it plays amazingly well. It, it feels amazing to shoot and and to, you know, all interactions in that game, like work it's just it's limited you got three maps it just you recycle it over and over and it gets repetitive and you don't have a spectator mode. if they somehow built that out there's so much potential with a game like h2a but yeah like you said h3 not only is it great it's the easy option so it seems like that's going to be the focus at least in the short term and we'll see what happens as as, uh you know things continue onwards in the future um nader hater asks ask nighty if he can finally thrust in h5 Ooh, (laughs) can you thrust man i tell you what that was always the issue cuz i didn't have i didn't have
1: bumpers or i didn't have the um i didn't have the paddles See, it'll, it'll uh, up, or uh, or a scuff or you uh-huh. know any of those so i was just always always sol whenever i was in a fight uh-huh. <laughs> and i had to trust i was just i was going to get my ankles broken i've had my ankles broken so many darn times i've had to pretty much just base my movement and my gameplay around not being able to thrust at the last second and that really has well, ended no wonder
0: me. your experience with Halo 5 wasn't quite as good then you know what I mean because I feel like the, the love for Halo 5 comes with mastery of the thrust when to thrust being able to thrust when you want to thrust perfectly knowing how to use the thrust how it interacts with different areas of the environment man. <laughs> right you know what I mean like that's that's the thing. Is like, yes, classic Halo is great. It works great, but when you master the thrust, man, it's a totally different landscape. Halo Five is a pretty amazing game. You gotta, you yeah. know, you gotta master the thrust, dude. Yeah. You gotta claw your controller. Yeah, You gotta, yeah. You gotta yeah. lift claw your thumb off the, the ice stick and sacrifice that moment of time. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, very true, scuff, very dude. true.
1: But I did invest in an Elite, so I do have that capability now. If I yeah. decide the the, one? I did not. I
0: I like the black. Black is black is my style. Man, I heard that they made a very slight tweak with the white controller, where the sticks perform a little bit better. Like they fixed something with like drift and no way. Uh, and slow turn. I think. I don't know. Maybe oh. I'm just like spouting absolute bullshit, but no, it makes sense. but I'm pretty Maybe sure I heard that make it better. You can't just be a different color. I mean, that's literally what it is. I, I don't want to get angry about this, but it is literally a different color. So I'm really hoping that at least there's that tiny little tweak. But three years later, you know, new Elite Controller, it's white. <laughs> oh man, don't get me started. Okay. Anyway. Nader hater once again. <laughs> what's 90s' favorite Halo 1 map?
1: Oh, it's gotta be Prisoner, man. Every time I play that map, I I get a special feeling in my thumbs. My thumbs come to life. It's like I'm 16 all over again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> prisoner
1: is it? just one of those maps where it 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 requires so much activity up here. You're constantly yeah. thinking about your next move, about where you need to spawn your teammate, about the timing that you need to poke out and team shoot um, the guy with OS or to sh- to bait the rockets in the uh, camo, uh, when to go for the camo and the rockets. It's yeah. truly a a game of chess at the fastest pace possible. it is a it is an amazing map. It never gets old. I even enjoyed playing it in Reach uh, for a little bit. They came out with it in Reach for the H2, uh, or the H, uh, the anniversary. It was the Halo anniversary when Halo 1 was remade. But um, yeah, I've just always enjoyed that map. That map never seems to get old. It's the first map I want to play when I sit down to
0: a LAN, and it's the last
1: one I want to play when I'm about
0: to leave. Yeah. I mean, not only is it pretty tight, like there's a lot of close quarter scenarios, there's a lot of verticality though too, right? So you're like Mm -hmm. constantly looking around, you're constantly trying to react to what's happening in your environment. So yeah, I imagine that that map would be mayhem. Um, And and yes, that actually is our final question. We've covered quite a lot today. It's awesome to actually be able to have uh, some chat interaction. So thank you everybody who asked questions. I hope we get more and more questions because it's added so much to this interview. It's been a lot of fun. Nighty, thank you so much. For coming on I the play- show today. Do you have any, uh, any shout outs? Where can we find 99?
1: Well, I definitely am going to be playing a ton of blackout. I've been enjoying the heck out of some call of duty, but, uh, you can yeah. also find me on some master chief collection. I'll be playing some halo three, halo two. I enjoy the heck out of that as well. If you guys want to hit me up, I'll be playing that. And then also I'll be at dream So you guys can all, uh,
0: see me there and uh, make sure you say hi. And where can we find ninety night on social media? <laughs> oh, what? that's what uh, I was asking. Yeah, but but I well, mean, we can find you on those games too. If you guys want to play games with ninety night, yeah, we got we got uh, right there. Nineties night. That's his Twitter. What about Twitch? Are you doing any streaming? Uh, try streaming.
1: I, I don't I don't do the streaming thing. I've I've always meant to maybe start some content on YouTube. Maybe that day will be coming soon. Um, but I, I yeah, usually you-
0: YouTube content
1: yeah yeah i definitely plan on i I really want to start it up i mean i'm loving what you're doing what you've been doing has been killing it it's exactly what we've needed to get people excited about the analytical part of halo really dissecting it i mean that's 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 fun fun. that is fun
0: anybody that cares about improving their game is going to enjoy the hell out of your videos thank you yeah i mean there's so much to talk about and and i felt it, it was about time somebody got excited about halo for once you know how many years has got to go by? <laughs> no, I don't know. But uh, yeah, man. You know, awesome time talking today, talking to you today. So many things that we had to cover, yep. so much happening in HCS. And despite the fact that at first glance, it seems like bad news, there's actually a lot of optimism. There's a lot of potential here, a lot of support for grassroots initiatives. We could see some amazing things between now and Halo Infinite. And I hope Halo Infinite is coming up nice and soon. And, and I'm I'm excited to see what, what holds there. But thank you for coming on the show, Nighty Night. Have a good night, man. See you, man. Thank you guys once again for another episode of HCS Weekly. I'm your host, Shyway. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. I got one more thing I'd like to talk about if you want to support the show, support the stream. We also have some HCS Weekly merch. And uh, Tony, you better send me some goddamn merch so I can wear the merch. We can talk about the merch with me wearing the merch so people actually know what it looks like. But here you go, guys. We got merch. And this merch, not only do you support HCS Weekly, you support UGC, you support me as well. So if you purchase anything, I get a cut of, of the profits. You help out poor old Shyway here. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. It's some pretty badass stuff too, and I'm going to be trying it on and and showcasing it for you and, and enticing you to get some too. Maybe we'll be wearing some at Atlanta. We'll see how it goes. But thank you guys once again for joining me on the show. Hope you have a good night. I'll see you around.